Greetings and salutations, sports fans nationwide. You have entered the Sports Opinion Log Podcast. I am your host, the People Sportscaster, Lex Anderson. NBA action. There was a lot of it this weekend, but of course, starting first and foremost with Saturday, my and your LA Lakers taking on the Golden State Warriors at home, game three, and the Lakers returned the favor annihilating the Warriors 127-97 final score. I did not make a podcast episode about game two as there is no reason for me to be a sheep and start screaming that the sky is falling when in the NBA playoffs it is clearly a best of seven. But in today's social media driven world, everybody's finger or hand is consistently and constantly on the panic button with things such as is this game a must win yeah every game in the playoffs is a must win until the first team gets four victories so there was no need for me to talk about the Lakers getting blown out by the Golden State Warriors in game two because the Lakers didn't defend the three-point line The Warriors came out shooting, and thus the Lakers wound up getting demolished 127 to 100. That was on Thursday. But again, Lakers at home remain undefeated, by the way. If you don't know, that would be 5-0. But what I find the most interesting about this Game 3 was that LeBron James did not attempt a field goal in the first quarter. And social media immediately started going crazy on Twitter, posting how LeBron, for the first time in his playoff career, did not attempt a shot in the first quarter because LeBron James, the king, the chosen one, we are all witnesses to his greatness, was facilitating the game, which is what allowed the Lakers to blow out the Warriors. Again, 127-97, repaying the beatdown and what more do people need to see on social media it is really insane that when Anthony Davis dominates and has more points than LeBron LeBron gets the blame for being carried and then when AD doesn't carry the load and LeBron puts the points and the Lakers lose social media still goes crazy so it is honestly pointless engaging with the social media posts because people honestly don't know what the hell they're talking about when it comes to LeBron James who continually post historic numbers but the people the sheeple are so blinded by their hate that they refuse to see and acknowledge the greatness so you had LeBron James in this victory 21 points 8 rebounds 8 assists D'Angelo Russell, 21 points, 5 assists, 5 made threes on the night. And Anthony Davis, again, coming through with a dominating double-double of 25 points and 13 rebounds to go with 3 assists, 3 steals, and 4 blocks. Again, Anthony Davis continuing to dominate in the paint, leading the Lakers to victory. But here's something else that no one probably knows. Since turnovers were first tracked in 1977 to 78, only one NBA player has had a playoff game of 20 plus points, 8 plus rebounds, 
eight plus assists, zero turnovers, zero fouls, and that one and only player, yeah, you guessed it, LeBron James. So what are we talking about here? The Lakers annihilate the Warriors by 30 points. They take a 2-1 series lead. And of course, on social media, nationwide sports leader, the Foxies, the corporate shells, is this a pivotal game for? Yes, why not? Because the Lakers have a chance to go up 3-1, but it was announced earlier today that Scott Foster will be the referee for this game. So, of course, the fix is in to sway it in favor of the Golden State Warriors because, as we all know or talk about, scripted sports, the story behind the story. However, shout out to Lonnie Walker IV, Coming off the bench, dropping 12 points, 4 rebounds, and 2 steals in the 24 minutes that he played. And uh, again, that speaks to the professionalism of Lonnie Walker IV, who initially was an integral part of the Lakers. But after genius general manager Rob Palenka made those midseason acquisitions, Lonnie Walker found himself pretty much just riding the bench, but he stepped forward when needed most. Dennis Schroeder also 12 points, 4 of 9 from the field, 3 of 6 from 3. Total team effort, and Lonnie Walker the 4th, his effort definitely came through as Rui Hashimura only had 5 points in this game. But, like I have said before, the Lakers have a total team that could stand up to the Warriors. Which, honestly, reading off their stat line would mean nothing because they got annihilated by 30. But Jordan Poole, as usual, doing nothing. Five points, two of nine from the field, zero of four from three. That's not going to get the job done. DiVincenzo, he's nasty with it. But, again, he matched Jordan Poole also with five points. Gary Payton the second, eight points. Draymond Green, thankfully, was ineffective. With two points, four assists, and two rebounds. That's how you play the game, honestly. Kavon Looney, only four rebounds. So, you know, I look for the Lakers to win game four tonight. As again, they are undefeated at home, and the Warriors are a terrible team on the road. Despite them getting past the Sacramento Queens, oh, sorry, I mean Kings, in their first round playoff series. But at the end of the day, the hate for LeBron, meaningless, unwarranted, the hate for AD, oh, he can't have back-to-back big-time games. As long as it leads the Lakers to a win, that is honestly all that matters. And balanced scoring is the key. When you have Anthony Davis with 25 points, LeBron with 21, D'Angelo Russell with 21, Lonnie Walker with 12, Schroeder with 12, balance scoring is key because on the defensive side, Anthony Davis is going to hold it down in the paint. He's going to dominate the other bigs for the Warriors. So I expect to see the same thing tonight, a Laker victory. But we got some more. I have some more LeBron stats that I definitely want to pour over real quick. And that would be that with that victory, LeBron James has more playoff wins 
then the Toronto Raptors, Memphis Grizzlies, Charlotte Hornets, New Orleans Pelicans, and Minnesota Timberwolves combined. That's correct. One man. More playoff wins than all those franchises combined. And his double-digit scoring streak is now at 1,151 games. Michael Jordan's total games played, 1,072. So we clearly know who the GOAT of this generation is, and that would be LeBron James. And also shout out to LeBron James' son, Bronny James, committing to USC. That's great. That young man will definitely have some big shoes to fill. Being the son of LeBron James, wishing him the best in his college future. And as LeBron himself had said, to his knowledge, Bronny is the first of the James family to go to college. Great. And just imagine LeBron, a billionaire, never attended college. That's the beauty of sports and or entertainment, right? That you don't need to (laughs) attend college, at least for the full four years. The new college scene is one one and done nowadays. And also in this victory, LeBron James now moves up to fifth, top five all time in rebounds in the playoffs. The other players ahead of him. Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, Tim Duncan, Shaquille O'Neal. So again, LeBron James, truly the greatest player of his time, continuing to dominate. I don't know what more people need to see or watch, but uh, he's doing it. But sadly, um, I guess he'll be appreciated when he's gone. Better get in on the action now, especially when the Lakers wind up eliminating the Warriors, because like I've said before, Lakers in six, and they truly have the easiest path to a championship that I could recall. And speaking of paths to the championship, on Sunday, the Phoenix Suns tied their series with the Denver Nuggets, led by Devin Booker, final score 129-124. I had said Nuggets in six, and I had said it based on the fact that, to me, the Denver Nuggets have a more complete team. The Phoenix Suns gave away a lot of good players in trade for Kevin Durant, and that Durant and Booker would have to log a lot of minutes. At the time, I also said CP3 and DeAndre Aiden. However, CP3... Groin injury is out for games three, four, and five, but it seemingly doesn't matter because Devin Booker, who at this point is achieving superstar status in my opinion, people tend to forget Devin Booker, he's a three-time NBA All-Star, but he has never been voted in by the people to be a starter. He made... Uh, two All-Stars due to injuries to other players the previous two seasons being, um, I believe, Anthony Davis and Chris Paul. And then he made the reserve the third time around between uh, 2019 and now. So Devin Booker is honestly filling up the stat lines at a crazy pace. Yet In yesterday's victory, him and Durant 
combined for 72 points. They had 36 apiece. Devin Booker with his 36 points, 6 rebounds, 12 assists. Durant with his 36 points, 11 rebounds, and 6 assists. And I definitely am eating crow on this. Uh, Do I still believe Nuggets in 6? The answer is yes, because I cannot change horses in mid-race. But the Phoenix Suns have impressed Devin Booker is scorching and lighting up the Denver Nuggets, who we know don't play any defense. So the talk of the Nuggets having to play defense is preposterous. They have to outscore the Phoenix Suns. Devin Booker in this series, 27, 35, 47, and 36 points. He's averaging 36.7 points per game in the playoffs. That is insane. Hands down. That's crazy. And even worse for the Denver Nuggets, Nikola Jokic had the best game of his life, 53 points, 11 assists, 4 rebounds. Jamal Murray, 28 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists. Nikola Jokic becomes the first center in NBA playoff history with 50 points, or I should say 50 plus points and 10 plus assists in a playoff game. And it is all for nothing. Because the Nuggets starters, Aaron Gordon, 11 points, 5 of 10 from the field, 1 of 2 from 3. Michael Porter also, 11 points, 4 of 13 from the field, 2 of 9 from 3. That is not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. You know, and Aaron Gordon, I specifically have a line on him because when he was traded from Orlando, he cried about wanting to compete and play for a championship. So, why are you underperforming? Why are you underperforming? <laughs> it makes no sense. Whenever it's these cats' time to shine, they fold terribly, horribly. So that was game four. A quick recap on that game three in which Phoenix defeated the Nuggets 121-114. Again, in this game, Devin Booker dropped 47. Kevin Durant had 39 despite starting one for nine from the field in the first quarter. But Durant is getting to the free throw line. And that's what's key. In that game three, Durant... 1 of 5 from 3, 12 of 31 from the field, but 14 from 16 from the free throw line. And again, this potentially could have been a winnable game for the Denver Nuggets. Because when you look at the box score, under starters, it says Devin Booker 47, Kevin Durant 36, Cameron Payne 7, DeAndre Aiden, who had a bitch fit or a hissy fit, Basically quitting on the team, four points, nine rebounds. And Ukoki, two points. The game is there for the taking. But again, in that game three, Aaron Gordon, nine points. Three of 13 from the field. 0 of three from three. 
Caldwell Pope, two points. One of four from the field, 0 of two from three, not showing up. Again, Aaron Gordon is the reason why this series is tied at two games apiece. And Jamal Murray, I guess I'm going to give him some too. He had 32 points, but one of six from three, 13 of 29 from the field. He started off hot in the first quarter. Durant was missing his shots in the first quarter. I'm thinking, okay, the Nuggets are going to do their thing and steamroll this team. So clearly the Nuggets have shown, one, they're not good on defense. Number two, they're not winning on the road, at least, again, in as pertaining to this series. So going back into Denver, honestly, in my opinion, the Denver Nuggets, they are the team in trouble and they better find a way to figure it out and they need to figure it out really fast so I will transfer over really quick to the East semifinals which had a thriller Philadelphia 76ers over the Boston Celtics 116-115 final in overtime James Harden 42 points including the game winning three But again, what no one is talking about, which I will talk about, is the hiding of Tobias Harris. If you watched this game, you saw in the fourth quarter and overtime, Tobias Harris did everything in his power to stay away from the basketball. Every time Harden or Embiid would pass him the rock, in his hiding spot, the corner three, he would dribble out into the perimeter and immediately pass the ball back to his teammates and go back to hiding in the corner three slot. Tobias Harris had nine points, three of ten from the field, one of five from three. But the social and media manipulation will always be to put the pressure on Harden and Joel Embiid, who's the MVP, which I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, Harden also had a special guest, a young man by the name of John Howe, who was um, a victim of a shooting in Michigan State University. Uh, Harden had said to the young man that when he recovers, he's got him for game tickets, and he honored his word. So uh, shout out for James Harden, definitely got to respect what he did uh, gave him some autographed sneakers at the end of the game James Harden on his part as people are calling him Houston Harden whenever he drops a lot of buckets he's now hit two go ahead shots in the last 20 seconds to give his team the victory Curry is 0-8 in his playoff career LeBron is 9-18 of James Harden also joins Rashard Lewis and Robert Horry as the third player in the last 25 seasons with multiple go-ahead threes in the final 20 seconds in a single postseason. That's insane. That's very impressive. Yes, so um, back to Harden's special guest. Michigan State shooting survivor John Howe. Uh, again, Harden said that he'd pay for him to attend a Sixers game. 
And uh, unfortunately, John Howe is paralyzed from the chest down. But Harden brought him to game four. And he delivered with a victory. So, you know, sports is what sometimes divides us. But then on the plus side, it does unite us. And people are saying that Harden needs to bring him back for uh, every home game. (laughs) Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, Embiid on his part, 34 points, 13 rebounds, 4 assists. Harden, 42 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists. Jalen Brown got caught sleeping, trying to double Embiid, leaving Harden in the corner to take the 3 that was the difference maker. Again, I had said Sixers in 6 over the Boston Celtics because I hate the Boston Celtics. So let's see... If he could keep it going, right? We need this for the Sixers to eliminate the Celtics. Post-game, Jalen Brown had said something about how he needs to make sure that he takes more shots in the fourth quarter. Doesn't matter to me. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, who cares? They both suck. As a matter of fact, Jason Tatum had, I believe it was either zero or two points in the first half. He had 24 points, but he was 9 of 20 from the field, 1 of 6 from 3. Jalen Brown, 23 points, 10 of 16 from the field, 3 of 8 from 3. Make of that what you will. I know Al Horford, he definitely came to play. (laughs) Trying to will the uh, Celtics to victory. Thankfully, it did not happen. So... Phew, there's that. So, and also, I'll talk about game three a little bit. Because the Celtics ruined Joel Embiid's MVP night. He had been crying for the past three seasons about how he deserved to be MVP. He finally got it. But the Celtics ruined it by getting the 114-102 final score victory in that game which people will forever remember for Joel Embiid uh, stumbling backwards and placing his foot on the back of the head of Grant Williams' face, which was uh, stomped face first into the court. Thankfully, though, Grant Williams did not lose any teeth. I believe he did need some stitches. What a relief. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, because seeing the footage, you just see dude, dude's face get mashed into the floor. Boom. Uh, and then B, you know, it was a great ceremony. His son, Arthur, ran onto the court, into his arms, wearing a My Daddy is the MVP t-shirt, wiped the tears from his eyes as he received the award from the commissioner, Adam Silver. But Boston jumped on them for a quick 10-point lead, and the Sixers were pretty much playing behind for the rest of the game. So let's see what happens now. Ultimately, Tobias Harris, uh, I feel his presence has the Sixers playing in a handicap match, 5-on-4. Tyrese Maxey, only 14 points. 6 of 17 from the field, 2 of 6 from 3. 
got to do better. P.J. Tucker, he's more like the enforcer. So uh, something's got to give. But you know what? Harden and Embiid, they're definitely doing their dynamic duo thing. So as long as it leads to the Celtics being eliminated, I am all for it. And in, I'm not going to say, well, I guess this will be my in conclusion, actually. Miami Heat take a 2-1 series lead over the Knicks as they blew them out 105-86. And all I'm going to say is that the Knicks are frauds. They're not contenders. They're pretenders. In game two, the Knicks barely beat the Miami Heat 111-105. That was a game in which Jimmy Butler did not play in. So, seeing Jimmy Butler on the court for game three, I already knew in my heart that the Knicks were going to lose. Butler dropped 28 points. And they shot, as a team, 39% from the field. 22% from three-point range, but their defense held the Knicks on lock. And it's pathetic. It is honestly pathetic. The Knicks shot 34% from the field, 20% from three-point range, 46% from the restricted area around the rim. And that's all you need to know. There's no point in reading box scores and telling you anything. The Knicks are trash. 8 of 40 from 3. What are they doing? Obi Toppin. When did he become a 3-point specialist? The man had 5 points, 2 of 6 from the field, 1 of 4 from 3. He's a former slam dunk contest winner. What is really going on here with the Knicks who are being manhandled and outplayed by the Miami Heat, who have no Tyler Harrow, no Victor Oladipo. It's just Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo holding it down. Still sad. So yeah, the Knicks at this point, uh, I'm not going to say they deserve to be eliminated, but they are giving nothing for their chance to cheer for. And game four for them is tonight. I will not be watching it. I'll just be reading the updates on Twitter because there's no way in hell I would sit through a Knicks playoff game. Especially with people talking about the rivalry from the 90s. This isn't Right now, it's not a rivalry. The Heat are dismantling the Knicks and it's an embarrassment for all New Yorkers. But I will flip the page over to some MLB talk, but this is the end of this NBA playoff podcast episode. Thank you very much for tuning in. I will catch you on the other side. Greetings and salutations, sports fans nationwide. You have entered the Sports Opinion Log podcast. I'm your host, the People Sportscast, Alex Anderson, talking about MLB action or 
in action or maybe even a call to action because last night the New York Yankees with a chance to take the series against the Tampa Bay Rays were up 6-0 but ace pitcher Garrett Cole waste the entire six-run lead and the Yankees wind up falling to the Rays 8-7 in 10 innings. Aaron Baboon needs to be fired. Brian Cashman needs to be let go. We all know that none of that is happening. But you could clearly see Cole was falling apart. And not only did Cole fail to hold this six-run lead, he allowed his first two home runs of the year that powered the Rays to come back and beat the Yankees. I'll tell you what, though, for all the money that has been wasted on Garrett Cole, he's still not doing what he's being paid to do. I could break down the stats of the game and how great Cole was early on, but it ended in a loss, and Cole is now 2-8 in regular season games against the Rays. He allowed six runs and eight hits in five-plus innings. It's the first time this season he's given up more than two runs, and his ERA goes from 1.35 to 2.09. As for the Tampa Bay Rays, they are 19-3 at home. The Yankees have lost 10 of their last 16 games <laughs> and trailed the Rays by 10 games. But it's pointless to even talk about the standings because this Yankee team, due to all of the injuries, there is no hope for this team. And I'm honestly trying to be positive about it because when the offense gives you a six-run lead with your ace pitcher, you're supposed to win those games. But, you know, when the Yankees fall apart, they fall apart. This was the third game of a three-game set. The Yankees took the second game 3-2. They lost the first one 5-4. So as you could see, the Yankees with no Stanton and no Judge, they are walking a tightrope. And there's no margin for error. For all the talk about analytics and pitching rules and all these stats, why is Aaron Boone allowing Cole to literally throw the game away? That's what happened. He literally threw the game away. Siri had homer to center. It was 6-1. Then, of course, again, the Yankees fall apart. Franco reaches on an infield single to second. Diaz scores on a throwing error by Glaber Torres. 6-2. Then Paredes... Hits a ground rule double. Ramirez's score, 6-3. And then Bethancourt homers to dead center. Three-run shot that ties the game. Cole gets pulled. But then C 
Sir Diaz grounds out to the pitcher. Siri scored. Make it 7-6. Trevino tried. The Yankees did tie it in the 7th. But in the 10th inning, it's game over. Game over. And you know what? I see people on social media saying, well, you know, the Oakland A's are in town for a three-game set. That doesn't mean anything because this Yankee squad is terrible. 18 and 17. And guess what? After the three-game set with the Athletics, Tampa Bay will be coming to New York for a four-game set. And then the Yankees take to the road for a four-game set against the Toronto Blue Jays. And it doesn't look good. The Rays are in first. The Orioles are in Baltimore Orioles are in second. Blue Jays in third. And even the Boston Red Sox, who I despise the most, have started heating up. They are 8-2 in their last 10 games, and I believe they had a 7- or 8-game winning streak. As for the Yankees, 4-6 and six in their last 10 games. Not looking good at all. I didn't even... And of course, when the Yankees lose, I have no interest whatsoever in watching the post-game. I don't need to hear Garrett Cole's take on why he couldn't do his job. That he gets paid upwards of $40 million a season for. (laughs) What doesn't make you laugh will always make you cry. Damn. So sad. So sad. I, I don't even know where to go with this team. They say that judge is supposed to come back on Tuesday, but who I honestly can't say I care because the Yankees have so many pitching arms in in limbo on the IL. Excuse me, not limbo on the on the IL. What's going on? Will there be anybody that could ever come to help us? sad to see but I believe yeah okay I had already bashed Carlos Rodon so I can't even get on him the only saving grace that I did see in that game yesterday though is that Clay Holmes was not put in the ninth inning so phew what a relief on that my in conclusion will be that there's talks of Shohei Otani potentially getting anywhere between five and six hundred million dollars when he becomes a free agent after this season. So uh, that'll be crazy to see. The man is a dominant pitcher. He's a dominant hitter with the bat. Like, I know he doesn't want to come to New York, so I don't even want to hear any New York talk. I believe he's going to stay out there on the West Coast. They're saying the Dodgers could afford to pay him. Let's see. 
I mean, like, wow. So let's see. For suitors, they're saying Padres, Dodgers, Mets, and Yankees. But again, I believe that because of his love for being on the West Coast, because it's easier for him to go back to Japan. We also have the Mariners, Giants. So to me, it's between the Midwest and the West. So, I mean, unless somehow the Yankees really open up the vault for him. I mean, like, the Yankees, if they could sign Otani, they would definitely recoup the money invested in him through the Yes Network, the Yankees, you know, the Yankees TV station and the jersey sales would just be crazy as when the Angels were in town as I saw on social media there were Otani jerseys being sold in uh, the Yankees clubhouse inside the stadium so I guess we will see what happens Uh, again Yankees taking on the Oakland A's or hosting the Oakland A's in a three game set Nasty Nesta Cortez will take to the mound The Yankees need to score runs and they need to be on the same page because one minute you get good pitching and there's no hitting. And then when you get no, it's just a mess with the Yankees, honestly. They get good pitching, but then they don't hit. And then when they do hit, the starting pitcher, call and or the bullpen decides to blow the lead. So we'll see what happens. It's early in the season. Until next time, Sports Fans Nationwide, Lex Anderson, signing out.